Good morning, world, and welcome to Apocalypse Now. Yes, like right now, instantly live, coming to you from Sacramento, California. This is our first, very first live show for this show. We did record uh, the Fandalorian Club uh, last night live, which was pretty fun, and looks like we're probably going to go live as whenever we can for Apocalypse Now, as long as everything works out. I am your host, Jacob Bartley, and like usually, I am joined by... Keith Barnes right here on my left, Brian Avalasino right here on my right, and of course the man over there, Jake Berlin, handling all the controls over there. And say live, just live from Sacramento. It's Saturday morning. Yes, it is Saturday morning, and it's funny because we usually we record on Saturday, but it doesn't release until Monday. Monday, yeah. Right. So we kind of changed the release date of our show without even <laughs> discussing it. I guess. You didn't even think about that. <laughs> I mean, but, hey, I'm down for it. It gets. True. The stuff out sooner because it's a it's it's a cool thing because it's kind of like a wrap up of what of the happened week. in the week, yeah. yeah. Which we do anyways, but you need time to now get this it is up. earlier, yeah. yeah. And people yeah. may be off on Saturdays, exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm all for it. Apocalypse books now on Saturday morning. Let's get to it. We got a ton of stuff to get to today. Um, something very which can be very controversial regarding um, major Brian, studios and movie theaters, Brian, and Brian, Brian, well, we're not going to talk about that yet. I'm just okay. going over a couple of the things, and of course, we're going to go over some trailers and some news stories. Um, but before we get started, yes, I have to announce my breaking news. <laughs> I'm excited about this. What can it be? I watched The Matrix yesterday. Whoa! Really? Okay. I was expecting like I'm yeah, moving back big. home or something like that. <laughs> this is huge. All right. Okay. And I actually liked it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's the news. So wait, you, you were so warmed, pessimistic warmed about it. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I was, was so against it. But I was super into it. Although I'm still like kind of like, there's certain things I'm like, like what? What certain things? (laughs) Perfect. The first one. I don't like how he like is like super chill, and then all of a sudden once he like accepts it, he's just like, like super like. That's Keanu Reeves. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm not used. That's Keanu. I don't know. So you think he went like full robot? Not even I know what you mean, though. Like, There's a change in like his the way he. Well, yeah. it's, it's 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 the moment where Ray knew what the force exactly. was because right. he captured exactly. this thing, and you can, mm-hmm. it's the thing where he goes, <gasps> and then he just kind of like does this thing where he like centers his body, and then you can just say he's like you're like overtaken by this thing. He's like, well, yeah, I am the kind of different too. He's the I'm cool with it. His yeah. I'm cool with it. Full belief in himself. It totally. That moment where he dives in, Mr. Anderson, he like yeah, he like leveled up, powered up in that moment. I love I, just, that scene at the very end where all the bullets are flying at him. He just goes and just like and then picks it, and then they all drop in Mr. Anderson's face. It's incredible. It's, it's everything, absolutely incredible. everything that Morpheus has been telling him that he yeah. had a moment. He had moments where he didn't believe, and all of a sudden, wait, no, yeah. I am the one, mm-hmm. and that you can just see it. Yeah. I love. Oh, it's, I did not think I was gonna actually like this movie, <laughs> and so, I was just like. That is so good okay. to hear. I'm so proud right now. I got to, first off, could not believe that movie was made in 1999. Yeah, right? Absolutely, like, yeah. That would hold up Same to year movies. Same year as the pre- as Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, like that would hold up to movies. Like a month earlier. Nowadays. Yeah, right. Like, and so that shocked me. So that's right. what makes it, it's unbelievable that it's, they haven't gone back to it. Like all these years. I know they just announced they it. They, they, yeah. Now, but well, it's taken 20 years. part of it is the terrible the reception sequels. of yeah. the sequels. Yeah. 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 You're right. So I, I was shocked because usually you guys make me watch that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was great. And, and this time I was like, oh, okay. Right. Now that's I'm, just I'm a actually kind of how great the Matrix actually is. Yes, yeah, right. Actually, right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I legitimately was like, do I have time to watch the second one? 
And I was like, listen, listen, I just uh, rewatched them. <laughs> no, you, need, you need to watch them to experience them. Well, I'm gonna watch, he's going to watch the fourth one. Mm-hmm. I watched the two and three a few months back because my kids wanted to watch all three. And not as bad as I remembered at first watching them. So two is two not is terrible. Not the worst. There's some stuff that... The first like hour, I was like, oh, "What is going?" on? I like the, the action. The action is incredible. With the yes. twin guys. it's one of the best action scenes ever. And then part three is actually okay for me. I know a lot of people. It's, it's, it's not that. It's not. <laughs> what was going on in that movie? Listen, I still it's don't know to this great. day. <laughs> like, I just, I was the same way. I just rewatched. I'm like, okay, this. Which one did the raid happen? Two or three? That was two. That's oh, what I'm saying. That's dude. What is dude, this? Like, dude. I know. It's one the of only the good. Things. The only good parts of three. Are the actual battle scenes with the robots and stuff? Very agree. Okay. That, that stuff's incredible. Visually, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. And all the Morpheus stuff too, with the ship and everything. Yes. Like that stuff is great. Everything that happened with like Neo and everything, like. Oh, you don't like that? I like that. Oh man, when they get to the almost, but yeah. I'm just picturing people dancing. I like Neo. That's what I'm saying. That's the first that's thing that pops in my yes. mind. See, and that's what it is with everyone. That's why I say it. If you I watch it again, you remember anything else. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, well, that is great to hear. We're gonna have to decide on Brian's next mission. This may be I the opening of the show. This may be have to be the opening of the show. So maybe by the end of today's show, somebody think of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> or the Matrix came watch out naturally, so we'll yeah. see if something comes up naturally. There's so many movies you haven't seen. Yeah. Like last time he told me something he's never seen. Galaxy Quest. Yeah, <gasps> he's never seen Galaxy Quest. You got you got to watch that next week. You got to watch that next week. Okay, there we go. Yeah, you gotta watch that next week. Do you, like, are you, do you like Star Trek at all? I don't like Star Trek, but I love Alan Rickman. Okay. I told him him and like, Sam Allen together in that movie are incredible. Man, the two of them, and then Sigourney Weaver's awesome. It's not just making fun of Star Trek. No, not at all. Fun of like fandom. It's yeah. got, but yeah. not even making fun. Of, it's got Dude, love. So good. Oh, it's absolutely. For that yeah, stuff. Oh, it's for sure. It's, got we, was, we were literally about like Knives Out was like about to start, and I said, oh, "I haven't seen Galaxy Quest either." And he goes, "What? How did that come up though?" What? That's the thing. There was a pre. They're doing a documentary on it. Really? On Galaxy Quest, and it, there was a preview for it in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. And he's oh, like, what? And, and all, all like the cast came back and they're doing like new interviews and stuff like that, like Sigourney Weaver and Tim Allen. And oh. So it came up as a preview and he said that. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, he wow. was mad. It was not a good <laughs> well, like, There's the next That's one. The... I'm not opposed to that because I've always kind of been curious about that one. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it fits. If I think it's in your wheelhouse. It's a movie about you know, I'll keep turn fan. Anything yeah, so. Alan Rickman is, I yeah. usually yeah, he's written, of course. All right, well, baseball, so like, if I may, other than Brian watching, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> my kid, I saw that to my kids. They loved it. It's also hilarious. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Other than Brian watching movies, our first segment <laughs> is um, what we've been watching lately. And you guys saw a new movie last night. Yeah, Jake and I saw Knives Out. We did. It's not a week early. Got a chance to see it. Brian um, They're doing early screenings this weekend. A lot of movies. Yeah, yeah I it, might go today. It was today and uh, today and yesterday, and I had to jump on it right away because this movie. I Wait, please limit no spoilers, please. I know you're not doing spoilers. This, but yeah, you. We can't say much because the movie is literally a giant spoiler. Like the movie like, is what a, giant spoiler. a spoiler. Is is very big. Like, like like this. This, this is yeah. if you say anything about this movie, it could ruin the movie. So I'm not, we're not going to say much. Um, I will just say that it lived up to my expectations. It really did. Um, the the cast that he assembled for this, um, they're not all just great actors, but they fit the roles so specifically. Like, he dotted the I's, he crossed the T's, he did exactly what he needed to do as far as casting. Um, I love... I, I'm so happy, like, all of these actors are getting, like... Uh, there's a lot of actors lately who have been getting, like, a renaissance, right? Like, Brad Pitt's kind of coming back. I'm so excited to see more Don Johnson. 
I am so yeah, like Jamie Lee Curtis the last couple years. Don Johnson is so good in these type of roles, the role that he plays. So Chris Evans is incredible. I was going to ask um, about Chris Evans. He so, is absolutely The way incredible. his character is, does it make sense why he... Like, is it thousand, just his personality? A thousand percent. Yeah. And he plays the douche so well. So well. Yeah. So well. I'm going into this movie, I was like, either he's going to be really great, or it's going to be like, oh, he was doing nope. too much there. Nope. Yeah. You can tell that he... When he he really enjoyed his time on this movie. Yeah. You can tell. Well, he, he, like, he has comedic chops. Yes. He did a lot of comedy... Um, in his early yeah. days. Yeah. No, the, the film, the he story. Wasn't really even comedic. Well, uh, all of it. In all the trailers, parts, but he wasn't in like, all the trailers. He's like the comedic relief. The the yeah. trailers. There's moments in the trailers where it's 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 definitely deceiving trailers, which is what you want from a whodunit. Well, of course, yeah. it's 100. percent But what's cool about it is that it's not crafted like your typical whodunit. I would expect. Um, so. No, it's it's crafted very differently, and it works so well for the story that he's telling. Ryan, Ryan Johnson is, I know that The Last Jedi and everything, like, whatever, but his capability to tell stories is, it can be considered second to none, like, in the business, the way he tells stories. Specifically, like, like this, Looper and Brick. Like his, Do you like Brick? I, li- I like Brick. I really like Brick. Um, I'm... Iffy on Brick, but yeah. I do. It's Looper, a hard movie. Looper's to get past. amazing. It's a really hard, and, and I love Joseph Gordon. Yeah. Too. So, but no, this this movie is everyone needs to see this movie. It's funny. It's dark. Um, it like there were moments where I was getting goosebumps because it was like the moments were so intense. Like, funny to me that it's like coming out on Thanksgiving. I know, right? Yeah, I love it. I, it's it's incredible. Oh, does it come awesome. out Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, or it comes out next Wednesday. Or next Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So, so they say this the day Thanksgiving, before, like yeah. the, the time, the same yeah, yeah, week. Yeah. Um, so not surpassing Ford v Ferrari, though, right? No, but, but it's in my top five. five. And I don't know the order that it's in right now. Um, but it's... it's con- Where's Endgame for you? Top five. It's con- so the five I have right now are... Four, and this isn't in particular order. Ford v Ferrari, Peanut Butter Falcon, Endgame, Jojo Rabbit, and Knives Out. Those five right now are... We're getting are, towards ranking season. I'm those five are excited. delivering on every single level for me. So. Awesome. It was good. You'll like it. You'll, you'll like it a lot. Yeah, Keith, Keith you're going to love this one. Yeah. You're going to love this one. And you're going to like it because it keeps you on your toes. And you love that crap. Yeah. You I love do. that I crap. I love, yeah, movies that kind of misdirect you. And yeah, 100%. I'm excited yeah. for that. Um, all right, uh, so... Yeah. Anna de Armas, too. Sorry. Anna de Armas, she is... Um, She's essentially the lead. She's the girl, the robot girl from Blade Runner, 2049, with Ryan Gosling. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. She's someone to look out for very, very soon. It has a huge cast. Yes. Yeah, they're all good, too. Did I see Tony Collette? Yep. Dude, her character. She's so funny. Her character is so good. I love her. Yeah. And so was, um, she wasn't in it too much, but um, Captain Langford. Yeah, yeah, Captain Langford's in there. Um, Dan and Craig, we haven't really talked about. Dude, Lakeith Seinfeld's great as the as the cop in the movie. I mean, the, the cast is really, I mean, they're all really good. Daniel so. Craig's accent. It looks like a, let's say it looks like a, like a, the Hercule Pyro, Pyro, Pyro kind of, kind of story. Kind of, yeah. When it was coming out, that's what I thought it might be. better. Yeah. A lot better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, great. It was, it was great stuff. So. That's awesome. I can't wait to watch it. So what is our hot take today, Jake? All right, so uh, our biggest thing that we're going to be talking about today is... Um, oh, you have something? Oh, Ford v. Ferrari, that is correct. Oh, that's correct, yeah. yeah. That might be our other segment is where uh, I review movies from the week before yeah. <laughs> that you guys already talked about. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like three of those already, but... Uh, 
All right, listen. I have these, I have these like landmark movies. <laughs> landmark movies for me where I know I just saw an all-time great. All right. Landmark movies. Landmark movies. So I remember coming out of the party, I was like, all right, I just saw one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I had the same feeling with like No Country for Old Men. I haven't seen it. Let's stay on target here. You won't like. You probably won't like that. It's <laughs> long and you don't like long boring movies. Yeah. But, uh, Sicario was another one. Yep. Ford T. Ferrari is on this list. Hell yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm literally like just it's it, just like you said. It was riveting. It the perform Christian, Christian Bale. We're not. We don't love him enough. I don't think. <laughs> Take it's crazy to say because he was Batman and he was yeah. Christian Bale is just incredible. Acting just well, he's treasure. He's up there, dude. He's, he's on par with Joaquin Phoenix to me. On par, yeah. on par. He's he's, he's getting, getting the Oscars. Well, if he doesn't win, the there's Oscars. those top tier guys like Leo's up there. Sure, yeah. Everyone's saying like Bale's not Christian really Bale, mentioned that. That's what I'm saying. He's overlooked. He's 100 percent overlooked. I'm just he's and I love he had kept his accent, which I didn't know that guy was British. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know that. But I knew very little about the. I knew Shelby and of course the Shelby GT and all that. I knew just like surface stuff. I didn't know so much of this story. Um, so, because the performance, and of course, I mean, Matt Damon was really incredible as Carol Shelby. Um, boy, uh, uh, Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas the I douche! I hadn't seen that guy in so long. He was he was one of those guys that people thought he was going to be this is your next movie star, and he mm-hmm. never really kind of. Man, you just, you hate that guy. Literally, <laughs> I. Till the end, the character, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. He's one of those characters that you know that he's doing so good because you hate and right. despise him. Like, oh, exactly. Like, like, a, jo- like a Joffrey, like, yeah, he's like, right. I hate that guy, yeah. but he's doing really good. Right, right. That's, I'm sure that's a tough part to play. Yeah. You know, people are gonna hate you, but um, uh, the you mentioned the the the, the racing scenes, all the car scenes, and you talking about CG and stuff. You can't really no. tell. It, it looks. It looks incredible. The effects were great. To be honest, that may sound stupid, but I didn't know that any of that was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you you're right. No, you, when you guys said that, I was like, and I was really I looking, like, yeah. and you, you can't tell at all. And the, the, all the, the sound, the sound, the sound design is incredible. Gonna, it's, it's the, the sound fact. mixing, the sound design, right. is absolutely beautiful. right, right, right. There's Star a chance, Wars is always there's, there's a good chance it could beat Star Wars. That's what I'm saying. This Star Wars is always has there, a chance because of the cars. So. Right. Yeah, it has a chance. Yeah. Yeah, it's the sound's incredible. And probably the sound mixing, too. Yes, both. Yeah. both it's both. very hard to do, especially with that many cars yeah. going on at the same time. And the whole movie, too. They all have to sound distinctly but different. There's probably, yeah. there's probably a score playing at the same time, yeah. too, in right. the crowd and all that there's stuff. so much going on. There, no, I haven't. Oh, man. You, you're gonna, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm... You're a Mangle guy. You're going to love this. Yeah. So oh, man, it's cool, <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm telling you guys, Mangold is the best director working in Hollywood. I was today. thinking about that. I'm, 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 I'm not with that. I think, <laughs> I think I mean, there's just a few guys. Yeah, we're feeling like Mangold. Mangold's in Mangle's top three. guys in that yeah. conversation. I'm with he's, you. He's no, on this I hand. He's 100% on this hand. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily argue. Like I said, we're, we're Villeneuve, whatever. Villeneuve. Denny fans. Denny fans. Yes. And I think, what's he doing next? Dune. Dune, that's right. Okay. Stay on time. But no, uh. Yeah, Mangold's direction in this movie. I'm a Wayne's brother type of Wayne's brother. I love the Wayne's brother. They're great. Uh, comedic uh, type of I love them. But, uh, yeah, this movie, this immediately, was, oh, this is number one. Jake came number one of the year. Watching, and I was watching. Number Wayne's. one of the year as well? Really? Man. That's my number one. Yeah. I, I, that is? For, for, yeah, right now. That's number one. Yeah. I saw his Facebook post the day after we shot. Oh, I saw so it too. I was in my head, I'm like, yes! <laughs> like, yeah. I, 
I get that. I'm so shocked that Endgame is not on Jake at Jake's number one because of what Captain America does in that movie and his role. I'm just so, but that just shows how great this movie is. Dude, trust me. I think every every time I look at my list, I think to myself, "Holy crap!" I right now at the moment I have two movies over Endgame, and Endgame's almost essentially a perfect movie to me. Yeah, a perfect comic book movie. I should say. Good year. Like. You're the right, fact I that I have two films, maybe even three that are could overtake it in the number one spot. It, That's this movie's, insane. I this mean, movie's amazing. Like this year is amazing. That makes it possible. Like some of those movies could end up being your favorite movies. Of all and time. we still have we still have Bombshell. Yeah. We still have 1917. We still have Star oh, there's Wars. Like there's so out. many movies. We still that have The Irishman. Yeah, which has been yeah. my number one. So I mean, I'm I'm obviously looking forward to The Irishman, but there's it has a lot of positive. Yeah, reviews and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm a big Scorsese guy. So, but this one, this is gonna be. Hard. I can't imagine this. as much as I am looking forward to the Irishman. If it tops this, then I'll be. Really it's it's hard for me to think of Star Wars beating my reaction to Ford vs Ferrari. Yeah, I mean Brian saw me whatever. Doing that, doing that. Yeah, I was, I, I was I, up and down out of my seat. I was yeah. thinking about you, and I felt the same way. Oh I'm my god! Like, oh, and then the, I'm spoiled. But just the end was yeah, yeah. just man. It's a great ending and. That That's race a great story. Twenty four hours of was awesome. That was so good, man. And, oh man, uh, uh, Bernthal was excellent. That's Lee Iacocca, who's got an interesting story. I've, you can make a movie about him. John Bernthal, leading role. Yeah, please, because yeah. he will. always the side character. He will. He will He's great, man. I was really and the and oh, the wife. I don't know that. Yeah, person. she. Yeah, she. So I found out that she's from Outlander. The the oh, star yeah. show, oh, yeah. show. She, she's the lead of Outlander, oh, so she's been on there for the past couple of years. Oh, she's wonderful, yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah. So um, let's move on to our let's move on to our, our first main topic, our hot take of the week, um, and we're going to be talking about the news that uh, major movie studios could be in the business of um, owning theaters here pretty soon, and this is a this is a hot topic, and I didn't know this, but this is actually a U.S. law. Um, this yeah. was passed decades ago. That they um, can't? Yeah. And th- this is from a, a breakdown of variety, and these are a few quotes from the article. Uh, first quote says, uh, The U.S. Department of Justice is moving to get rid of the Paramount Consent Decrees, a long-standing set of regulations that curbed the way major studios distributed their films. And then another quote says, The decrees no longer serve the public interest because the horizontal conspiracy, the original violation animating the decrees, has been stopped. So essentially what they're saying here is that the movie going public has transitioned. It's a different way of watching film these days. And the law basically stops studios from making, marketing, and distributing their films under their own banner rather than hiring studios or hiring marketing firms or hiring uh, theater companies like Cinemark or Regal to allow their films into the theater. And this could, if this ends up happening, this could be the end of Cinemark Regal, IMAX, etc. Um, if there's no kind of partnership, but I mean, this is a pretty big hot topic because if this does happen, there's 10, 15 years down the line, we could see a Disney theater, we could see a Fox theater, a Paramount theater, and this could mean that we're not going to see multiple movies inside a theater down in the future. So and Jake, eventually, what do you think it'll just be a Disney theater. Yeah, that's it, they're they're going to buy everything. That's no. I mean. But honestly, I don't like this. Neither do I. I, you know, obviously we're a, we're a movie YouTube channel, so mo- the movies and the movie going experience is something very special to me, and I'm sure all of us. And I, part of that is like going to the theater, and you have fans of all different kinds of movies there. You have people seeing dramas. You have, like, I love going to 
I don't mean to like stereotype, but I love going to like a like a period piece and seeing like an old couple in the movie theater and I'm watching that movie with them and experience it with them. I don't wanna have to just go to a Disney theater and then you only have people who would go to Disney movies there and it's just kind of part of going to the movie theater is seeing everyone else and what they're going to see and the excitement. Like, for example, last night you guys went to go see uh, For Brief, right? Even though they're both Disney we movies. But, Nights out. Nights oh, out. excuse me. You guys went to go see Nights <laughs> Out. I'm confused. but And then you guys saw everybody going to see Frozen 2, yeah. for example. And like, 21 Bridges. Like, that type of thing, well, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, it might not matter to most people, but that type of thing will go away. And I don't know how the theaters, how the studios, okay, the studios are going to keep all the profit. That's what's in it for them. That's what they're And I don't see a, a scenario where the movie theater, movie chains go away. I think they would do partnerships. partnerships. They have I can see a situation where like Cinemark partners with Disney and or, AMC partners with or it comes to a point where yeah. where someone like Disney who has Pixar here up in San Francisco has Lucasfilm up in San Francisco and it's more of a Cinemark every area Disney could buy Cinemark and it becomes their theater chain yeah Paramount could buy an AMC, an AMC and it becomes their theater player. chain that type of thing yeah. and so and that would suck because obviously Disney would be like no, we're not going to play Warner Brothers. Of course, they wouldn't. And Unless there's some kind of deal What if we want to do a double header of exactly. two separate movies that are from different studios? Well, like, like, we're going to have to drive to a different theater. Yeah, like a couple years ago, there was... What was it? It was like Wonder Woman, um, Guardians, and like a new X-Men movie or something, all in theater at the same time. Yeah. We'll never get that chance to see that if this actually happens. It's kind of a bummer. I, I'm surprised, and I get what they're saying, that the movie watching experience has changed a lot but still i'm surprised the u.s government is like would allow this or i mean i know it's not official or it's is it just a rumor now or no like there's actually been like conversations about trying to actually get so basically they're just gonna you know re reverse the law pretty mm -hmm. much which would open the door for this to happen yep that's oh, just interesting just because I'm, I'm reading about the u.s versus i'm not Paramount. for it so, no, yeah no i'm not either it, it's been it's it's been around since like the 1940s yes. or something like it that. makes yeah. sense too during a time, yeah, when when studios did have their own theaters and stuff, and but and it was a huge thing, just the the way the old studio system uh, worked, and I, I don't, there's no way we can go back to that. But no. uh, in terms of production, but it is yes yeah, for distribution, it, it, is, it is interesting, and just I I could antitrust laws alone. Would you I think? I could understand someone like maybe like Netflix buying a theater. Because they're a streaming service, and it would allow them to put their movies in the theaters. Because yeah. that's hard for them to do in general. You know, there, there's a lot of laws against that, um, and maybe like an Amazon Prime or something. But if you give Disney a theater, that I mean, I don't know. That would suck. I don't like, know about this. I don't, that, that would really, really suck because not only are like every studio has a, a specific tone to their films, but they don't have ten movies out at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Disney has one, two. That's why I don't know. You're gonna put two. Really. You're gonna put two, or are they gonna keep them out all year long? Yeah. Like this, this would change the landscape change of, of watching a film dramatically because Disney puts out maybe like eight movies a year. You're gonna have all. You're gonna have one of them in a theater at a time, or all, or are we gonna leave all eight out all, all year long? Like that wouldn't make any sense. They're gonna go back to like the '70s where Star Wars was out for an entire year. Like that's essentially what would happen because. They don't yeah. do movies so much like that because they cost so much money now. Yeah, and it would it would just it would transition us into a very very different experience of watching a movie. 
very different experience. It'd be very odd. You'd have less people at those individual theaters. Mm-hmm. And what would that do to concession stands and just all those jobs? jobs. Right? I mean, jobs, too. Like, you know, all those people who work at the theaters, what would happen to those people? What will this do to affect uh, streaming services as well? Because, we, I mean, we just got Disney. But we're talking about Disney only. But, I mean, any of them. But... <clears throat> How long before we get any of these movies onto streaming services? Or will someone create a thing where there was talk about a box where you get movies that are in theaters right now and you pay a whatever, like fifty bucks yeah, or something a month yeah. and if somebody will do something like that and say okay well everybody will just stay home because viewing habits have changed to the point where people are yeah I'll just wait and catch that catch that on. Uh, yeah, it's also a lot of people a lot more busy with work and stuff like yeah. work requires a lot more time these days than it did ten years ago. Yeah, and so going to a movie theater is hard. And families are getting bigger, and prices are getting higher, and it's just like right. if you have a family of four, you spend sixty dollars a movie theater. Yeah, like, that's a lot of money for some people. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of money. And there's so much competition for movies now. Like people can stream, they can play video games, they right. can do so much different things. So and just watch stuff on your phone. Let me guess. Brian is actually for this. No, I'm not <laughs> at all. I think I could see major cities having specific theaters. Like I could see. Los Angeles having a Disney theater. I could see certain cities that, like he said, like San Francisco having yeah. Pixar, Lucasfilm, Disney Studio or uh, movie theater. I'd be okay with like a special thing, like one Disney theater just in that's what in I'm Anaheim, saying. Well, like in downtown Disney. Well, or they something. have those in their lots. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. maybe the make those. Go to those. No, maybe open. Yeah, that's what I'm public. saying. Like just occasional special ones, but I don't want to see like. Five Disney theaters in Sacramento. No, well, you, well, you won't. Like, yeah. see, first, like, I don't think we're going to lose like the tower necessarily because people. See, that's, that. that's the scariest thing. I don't think we'll lose. If this was to happen, the small movies, A twenty four. What is A twenty four going to put their movies? In? Straight to streaming. Well, that's this I mean. this this is the big deal. This is where it kind of crosses the line to me. This would mark the end of indie films. Yeah. This would mark well, the I end of in theaters. In theaters, in theaters. That's what I'm saying. Th- this would mark the end of any films in theaters. Which we would never get a chance to see a film like um, Peanut Butter Falcon in theaters ever. Jojo Rabbit. Wind None of that stuff. I like, I love yeah. watching indie films in theaters just as much as I love watching blockbusters. In theaters. Yeah. I enjoy it more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I mean. That's what, that will, is what will keep things like Netflix in business. Is those because they'll go straight to that. You know, because um, they certainly won't, won't be able to put them on their own. You're not going to get an A24 streaming service, but they'll get a deal with Netflix or Amazon or whatever. And although Amazon makes their own stuff, yeah, I wonder uh, if HBO, HBO, yeah, right, premium the, channels. The studios even want this though. I mean, because they, they, they have to cut the theater in on the percentage of the, the ticket sales, but it's but just I don't a lot of work much. for them too. It's not that much. That's why I'm surprised it's even a thing because I don't theater I mean, theater chains don't. Necessarily, it depends. They want to get in on those concessions, but they don't get that. Maybe yeah. that's where all their money is. So, uh-huh. uh, and you know, theaters are starting to sell more and more types of types of concessions and other things, because um, that that's what keeps them in business, along with the big movies as well. So, you think it'd be a nice little, uh, uh, I don't know, partnership that they had. I money, thought, money drives everything, man. Money yeah. drives everything. Sure. If if CBOC a profit, they're going to try and get this. Done. Absolutely, yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. So. Well, hopefully, ten years from now, we're not talking about this again, and it's actually true. So, um, yeah. all right. Well, let's move on to our next topic, and we're going to go to our buy and sell segments, and we're going to be talking about some trailers here for a quick second before we get to some new news. Um, and the four trailers we have this week are Cats, the second trailer, um, and then the Call of the Wild, the new Disney movie starring Harrison Ford, 
Emma, the uh, Jane Austen comedy film starring Anya Taylor-Joy, and Antebellum, um, the new psychological horror film starring Je- Je- Janelle Monet. Um, four very different kind of movies. Um, but Jacob, you're, you got to choose one of these, man. Uh, maybe not the greatest week of trailers, but which one are you buying and which ones are you selling? Oh, gee, let's try to figure out which one Jacob's going to buy. Can I just sell one? No, I'm just kidding. Or <laughs> it's cast. That, oh, my goodness. First of all, it's so creepy, but also it just looks terrible. No offense to, any, to everyone who worked on that movie, but it just looks terrible. But anyways, curious, which one do you think I'm going to choose? Well, I would hope. You I'm always gonna... think I'm going to choose the horror one. I, well, if we're starting with that, I'm choosing that one, so I would hope you would choose that okay. one. Okay. No, um, I'm actually... Oh, oh we have a special here. guest. Yeah. Oh. Special guest. Is that about Snyder Cut? Oh. <laughs> is in the building for the first live show. You want to say hi? We're live. Yeah. We're live. Say hi. First live show. What's up, guys? Hey, the legend. We're assembled. Oh, Continue to assemble. Um, <laughs> we're full strength. No, I'm 100% buying the Emma trailer. <laughs> I'm buying the Emma trailer over all of these. I, really? I am. So I actually love the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma movie. I can I, I, I'm, I thought so, you. I actually thought you picked the, the dog one. Really? I actually really like, like the call for the wild. I like. Oh, I know that. Yeah. So yeah. I like the Call of the Wild trailer, but I'm choosing. I'm actually. I didn't even know they were making this movie, the Emma movie, with yeah, Anya. First of all, Anya Taylor Joy is gonna be a freaking superstar. She already is in my eyes, but she's amazing. <laughs> she's one of your loves. Yes, but um, <laughs> also, I'm like I'm an English major, and I love. I study Jane Austen, and I took a mm-hmm. film to novel class, and we watched a lot of Jane Austen adaptations. And Clueless. I, yes, we watched Clueless and we watched Emma, and I just fell in love with that yeah. stuff. And I love the Emma story, yeah. and the Emma character is an amazing character, especially living in that time era. And on into the George playing her, hundred percent buy for me. I'm Annabella because I don't know what the hell's that, going on. I love a movie that I don't know what That the looks amazing, on. to be honest, too. And, I gotta go. Hey, yeah. I, Call of the Wild needs to get their CGI together, because that looks <laughs> horrible. Honestly, the horrible. only thing that didn't look CGI was Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Any of you might be kind of... Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Emma? Emma didn't look bad. That'd be my second choice. Cats lighted on fire sale. It's... Oh, my God. It's... I don't know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, you know what Cats is about. It's a weird story. I think it's, it's if what I'm getting from the trailer is one of the cats is going to find a home. And that's what I'm seeing. It's a weird kind of well, like weird metaphor. Trying to win a competition or something. Yeah, right? a competition. I think that competition is going to be a ha- become a house cat. I think it's a weird thing about like the afterlife or something. It's a very strange story. Whatever. I don't know. I think. And but, what, of course they have to have all the cat puns in the trailer. It's just Certainly when they made it. I think it came out in the 60s or 70s where they were definitely on drugs. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's one play. of the plays. It's one yeah, of the things. Yeah, yeah, it's based on a play. They were absolutely on drugs when they wrote it. Uh, I, I, I'm selling the Cats trailer, um, but this movie's going to make a lot of money. You think so? I was so seeing that when I was watching this. We were just it's, watching it. It's, it's going to make a lot of money. And I will say this. The music and Taylor Swift. I will also say this. I'm going to... I'm dropping a bomb. I'm going to say it's going to be critically loved and it may even be at the Oscars next year. Here, here's the main reason why disgustingly Tom Hooper Tom, Tom Hooper has directed three incredible films that have been at the no, you're right. you're right The King's Speech The Danish Girl 
and the new Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Three films that have been that have been award contenders every like that's when they were that year. If he's directing this movie, there's a chance it could be a really, really, really good story film ad- or a play to film adaptation. Do I like what I'm seeing? Not really, but this this could and be it like could be a situation where the trailers just look terrible, but the movie's actually good. Yeah, it could be. A We've seen plenty like of those before, and I just want to say, I'm a I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. Screw yes. the Taylor Swift haters. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to in this T-swizzle. movie. T-swizzle. Is Taylor Swift to be T-swizzle. honest. And when she does this, um, I'm buying Antebellum and selling the rest of my Yes. So. But why are you buying Antebellum? Wait, you're not buying Call of the Wild? No, I, I like Call of the Wild. I, I like Call of the Wild. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I don't think the CGI looks that bad for it being a completely CGI dog. Um, I don't think it looks that bad. And it'll be better when the movie comes out. I yeah, I think it's a, a fact that the trailer just kind of looks okay, but the movie may be more interesting than it actually is. Um, but I, I like the I like horror movies that play with your your psyche, and that's kind of what Antonella seems to be doing. And I really do think that Janelle Monae is an incredible actress, and she doesn't get enough love, and she hasn't been in enough movies to give her that love. And I hope they kind of like maybe start to realize you know her ability. She's very low, right? No, no, no. no. I she, she's a singer. She's dating. She has uh, an incredible voice. She's dating Tessa Thompson. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm buying it alone. Some rest. Uh, it's a bit of a coin flip. I'm between uh, two. I think I'm going to lean more towards Antebellum as well. But what was the other one? The other one was uh, Emma as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, my youngest daughter's named Emma, and she'll be very mm-hmm. excited to see this trailer. Does she even know about, about Emma? No. Like what it is at all? No. Yeah. The anytime she sees an Emma. <laughs> Anywhere she, she gets all happy. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna show her that. She's gonna like the, the, the put the E M M A in the trailer. She's gonna get a kick out of that. But that looks yeah. So many versions of Emma, uh, I think. And uh, there's an Amazon scene. show. I actually yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah, I'm surprised they're making this movie when that show's so recent. Yeah. But I, I'm saying with you, I, I like the the Gwyneth Paltrow one. It was actually surprisingly good. It's really good. Uh, and of course, the movie Clueless. If people would know that's an ad- adaptation of, of Emma. Emma. Yeah. Um, so I have Paul Rudd, as in Paul Rudd, who looks, right, looks exactly the same, same now as <laughs> he did twenty years or twenty five years ago, whatever. But uh, yeah, Antebellum, what it seems like. Uh, I mean, well, obviously, watch the trailer. I mean, there's a there's a plantation down there. That they're still having that movie slavery. Looks and incredible. What is what is this? Like it's like the what's the Shyamalan movie where um oh the village, oh, the village. Yeah. yeah what's kind of some kind of crazy thing like that and why is that happening and. What's the supernatural element to it? And uh, I don't know. I, I'm, or is there one? It's, if there is one, a technological yeah. thing. Maybe, yeah. So I'm quite intrigued. Or, I mean, not really, but I get a little bit of Truman Show vibes from it. Like, people are like, what saying? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love we'll go with that one. All right, well, let's move on to our next story. We're going to be talking some Star Wars here, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely dive into this more on the paddle one next week. But um, some interesting news came out from the, t- uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, a few days ago, and not just that, uh, Lucasfilm seems to be announcing a new movie and director in January, but that they are hearing uh, some rumors right now that they could be moving on from Kathleen Kennedy and moving on to a triple threat at the head of Lucasfilm that includes John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and Michelle Rejwan, um, who was announced uh, just a few months ago as the Senior Vice President of Live Action Development. Um, and obviously, we know Favreau and Filoni are heading the Mandalorian. Um, this is some pretty this, this is some pretty relevant news. We've talked about this for a while now, uh, whether or not Kathleen Kennedy would step down or when her time would be up. Her contract is up at the end of 2021, 
and so it wouldn't be for a while. But uh, they could announce this sometime soon that maybe after the Rise of Skywalker makes an incredible amount of money, that she's deciding to opt out after her contract ends, and then they could moving on to this three-headed monster at the top of Lucasfilm. Kind of makes sense. The Mandalorian is getting incredible praise by everyone, and having the two gentlemen who are leading that series take over the film franchise and everything that the kind of that the series is going to do uh, makes sense in my mind. But um, are we buying or selling this, Keith? I'm going to shoot you first, man. What do you think about this news with Star Wars? All right, uh, that's a lot going on there. <laughs> There's a lot going on. So let's start with the, the new director and new movie and director. Now, what they're going to announce this? There's rumors that they're going to announce a new director for the 2022 movie. In it's saying they already do we know who it is, right? right? Oh, certainly. Yeah. There's, there's a rumor that it's it's all rumors right now, but they're saying THR said that they already have a director locked down. Will this be the Feige produced movie? No, no, they said it's not. Kathy Kennedy said it's it's a ways out. She said that it's a ways out. The Feige one? Mm-hmm. Okay. But she came out and said that him doing this, the Spider-Man movies opened his eyes to being able to do other stuff. They said he went to them and said, hey, can I work on a Star yeah. Wars movie? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's got yeah. ideas. Yeah. Oh, he's so, a Star Wars nut. Right. I've heard. Yeah. I can't believe that. Okay, never mind. Uh, okay. So, all right, that aside. Um, so, didn't Kathleen Kelly just, Kennedy, just sign, sign a, a new deal? deal? I think it was over a year ago. She signed like a three-year deal or something like that. I thought it was earlier this year. Maybe I'm been mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, maybe, I, right? maybe it was this year. Seemed pretty recent. <laughs> so now we're talking about replacing her again. What? Well, I, I think I think she's gonna step out on her own terms after the rise of Skywalker. A lot that, of people speculated that movie's gonna make a billion dollars, and I think that she'll step out and be like, "I did what I need to do. I made a number of movies that made over a million dollars. I'm gonna step down." Uh, on my own terms there's a possibility that she still stays in her position, but she just saying. lets them run let's creative, them. right? Yeah. Which would be incredibly smart. That's what it should be. Because that's she's a great producer. producer. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Know, everyone's looking at, okay, Star Wars as if it's, it's made so much money since in this new regime of Star Wars. Oh, in Disney's eyes, she's, yeah. she's been doing it. And job. she's literally one of the most successful producers in all of film of history. All time. Which people don't forget. Realize, forget about her. They just, oh, the last Jedi, she doesn't know what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to make movies. She's maybe the Star Wars aspect in terms of the storytelling stuff because she's not running it exactly like Feige does with Marvel. Fine, okay, then get somebody to do that. But that, uh, so I think the situation where she does stay as the head of Lucasfilm because that's who Lucas wanted, right? Because he wanted her producing Indiana Jones films right. or whatever else they're going to Or do. whatever else, which yeah. exactly, which she also was a producer on all these years. Um, along with Spielberg, and so, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, name name the three: Favreau, Favreau, Filoni, and Michelle Rich. Which we don't know much about, but she's so the one who was announced. To she was announced as a senior, yeah. a senior vice president of live action film. But the big thing here is that she's been producing JJ uh, Abrams since 2008. Yeah, and okay. she apparently they really really like her sure. um, after the Force Awakens and after her work on the Rise of Skywalker, which is why she got promoted essentially. Okay. So, Okay, so that Filoni obviously would be the kind of one of the guys to people that you know, certainly you'd like to see uh, step up and get a position like that. So I'd be okay with that. This, if that's what they want, and I'd be surprised if Favreau would take such a. It makes position. so much sense to me. But see, I, I he seems like I mean he's done a lot of pretty pretty good stuff. I don't know. You think I, I could have hundred percent seen him. Star Wars is like his thing. Oh yeah, you can tell Star Wars is what he's always wanted to do. He started with Marvel, right. right? He was first an actor, then he developed into a producer, then he developed into a great filmmaker, 
and now he's show running a series. He does it all. Yeah. It, it seems like his career is kind of doing this, and the next, yeah. the next progression would be do, doing something Run like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it would having two other people alongside him will, would allow him to direct, produce, show run whatever he wanted to do. Um, he won't have time to be Happy Hogan in the next. Uh, no, because yeah, 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 yeah. his roles are his roles are I buy this. I 100 percent buy this. I think this is incredibly smart because we Filoni obviously knows what he's doing, um, and George Lucas is giving both Filoni and Favreau um, the key to a number of secrets in the world of Star Wars for the Mandalorian. And because of and they're working with Lucas, you've seen the set photo of Lucas and Mandalorian. Because of the. Uh, the incredible success of the Mandalorian. It only makes sense that you bring in the guys that are heading that project yeah. to see what the future of Star Wars looks like to me. So, I think it's time for her to walk into the sunset. Just the twin suns, the twin suns, yeah, and just why? Because those three, the thing that got me the most. But why does she have to leave? Why can't they just like we said that she doesn't have to? I I don't know. I just she's the, still thing, the thing that got me was what we said last week. I think you said it, Jake, was when she said uh, she doesn't do anything without consulting Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Then let him run it. Like, I mean, like, it, to me, that's kind of like you don't trust your own and you're supposed to be the higher up. Like, why are you, why do you have to consult him on every single thing? Why is that bad? I don't, I don't know. It just kind of, as he knows Star Wars and she doesn't like not she probably she knows star wars but she doesn't know it as much as he does she needs to make sure she's not contradicting canon and all those types at the, at the beginning of her tenure if she would have been like i'm the president but i'm allowing these other people to help me with star wars and teach me canon. it's like a sports team she's the gm and they're the head coach but the, the problem is the beginning of her tenure she didn't do that yeah she ran everything she wanted to be the gm and the head coach there's no way she can make that big of a switch as president, she either is president doing what she's been doing for the last four years, or she's not. There's no one between them, I believe. I don't think that she can do a seismic shift in being like, okay, I've been successful, but now I need to step back and let someone else kind of tell me what I need to do. Because she's been doing it for the last five years or whatever. There's no way that she shifts her viewpoint on Star Wars and her job title that quickly. She either steps down or she stays on. She's going to be a silent partner. That's what right. That's why when I allude to how long she's been in the game and She's one of the most successful producers ever. So she kind of, she maybe there is a sense of, like, I don't want to... Even if she does leave, she's going to have whatever job she wants. Sure, yeah. After oh, sure. She'll stay on as a producer. Yeah. So I 1,000% buy this. I, I love this. And I actually, I I'm, I'm okay with her staying on, like we talked about, and letting, um, and kind of having maybe Michelle Rezwan as her protege in a way, and then letting Filoni and Favreau run creatively with everything that's going on because and the thing is I like Filoni and Favreau together way more than I like either of them individually being in that role because Filoni knows everything Star Wars lore he knows every he knows what's canon what's not he knows all about all those things him and Pablo Hidalgo but yeah I I don't know if if it was just him in charge only like he was end all be all he was making all the decisions I don't know if that's a good thing. and But with Favreau being there, Favreau knows what he's doing. He knows how – he's writer, director, producer. He knows how to, um, to do all of those things. So I think it's a perfect combination well, of them. Working it's also – for Favreau, he worked 10 years inside of a universe that connected. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was producing. He was a producer on all the Avengers movies. Yeah. He was involved in everything, so he knows how to make sure that something. Because there's a lot of continuity continuity things going on in Star Wars, like what's happening, mm-hmm. uh, characters, everything. He's had that connection with Marvel, and you bring him over to something like Star Wars, it can fix all those issues. So like Filoni's the expert on Star Wars, and Favreau's the creative mastermind. So it's it's perfect. Casting is good. Casting. Is if it happens, he's, he's, he fought. He's one of the guys Robert Downey. Yeah, I want to know who grabbed Deborah Chow. Because whoever well, she, are, have you looked at her resume? Have you looked at her resume though? TV show, she's, she's directed incredible. amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If that was him, cool. You're in charge because whew, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to our next story. We're going to move on to a brand new Ben Affleck film that is headed our way. Uh, he's been announced for a number of uh, projects as far as starring roles, but we finally have his next directing gig. And it's based on King Leopold in the 1800s. King Leopold II, excuse me. Um, and the film is based on a nonfiction book uh, that is titled King Leopold's Ghost. And that'll be the name of the film. And just a little background on the movie or, or the book of what it's about. This comes from Collider. And it says, uh, it will concern the horrid legacy of Belgium's King Leopold II in the 1800s. He became wealthy by privately buying the Congo Free State, setting up mercenary armies who plundered the region for resources and slaughtered anyone who got in his way. But eventually, residents of Congo began to fight back against Leopold's vicious rule, and Affleck's film will center on three people leading the counter-cause, an Irish spy, an English journalist, and an African-American missionary. No castings have been announced yet, um, but everyone's expecting him to get some massive A-list stars into this one. Of course, um, yeah, so, uh, cool thing here, though, a little connection. Uh, king Leopold is also the king during the Tarzan era. Um, the Alexander Skarsgård movie, he was the king during that time. Um, it won't connect, obviously, but we've seen him in Tarzan. going to be in this movie. That wouldn't have But there's a little connection there. But, yeah, I mean, we, we know what Affleck's capability is as far as a director. Um, oh, Brian, I'll shoot this one to you first. When you buy this movie, are you selling it? I don't know, honestly. Like... You know how I am with period pieces as far as, like, The King and all those types of ones, so I'm kind of like, eh, but this one sounds... You love Game of Thrones. I did love Game That's of Thrones. That's real. But there were yeah. But there were dragons. <laughs> if you give me dragons, I'm pretty much sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, part of me thinks... it. Here's what makes me think it could be cool. It sounds like it's going to be brutal. And like yeah. violent and like act, not like just Affleck like does well. Yeah, yeah, which is it doesn't sound like it's gonna be like a um, darkest hour where it's kind of like the suspense, of, <laughs> but it, nothing ever really happens. I love darkest hour. I love that movie. Uh, so, uh, yeah. so because if you give me darkest hour, I'm not gonna. I'm that's a slow movie. <laughs> well, you hate that stuff. Yeah. So, but if you give me something where there's gonna be like. The history aspect with like stuff going on, like the king, the king I was into. The, it had its slow, slow moments, but there were battle scenes and stuff that I made. And I don't think Ben Affleck's gonna make a, a slow burn movie. Like I don't think, especially when the second he said Irish spy, I was like, okay, Ben Affleck's definitely doing this one. But uh, I'll buy it. I'll buy it because your description sounded violent. And so it sounds like it's not going to be like a slow. It sounds like a gruesome kind of story. So I mean, unfortunately, because that's a it's a, it's a, ter- it's yeah. a terrible story. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Yeah, I'll buy it. I a thousand percent buy this quickly. A thousand percent buy this. Anything Affleck does, I'm into. Live by Night was definitely a little. I actually like Live by Night, but the thing is, it's you have such high expectations. It's it's a speed bump in his in his directing for me, but everything else he done, I'm totally locked into. So I have a thousand percent. Funny when you were talking about this, it kind of made me think of Velocity Z. Which I love. Sounds very similar. I love that movie. That's yeah. a good movie. Uh, but yeah, no, total buy for me. I'll buy as well, as long as I started thinking about Live by Night, which was his last. As long as he's not in it. Which I love him as that. He'll be an Irish guy. Maybe. It's one of those things. He's better when he's. As good as Argo is. Well, he's a better actor when someone else is directing him. Yeah, like look at Fincher and Gomez. That's what I'm saying. Or the accountant. Maybe you put more of his focus on the director. Daredevil. Or Batman and Superman. He's amazing in that one. He is. So, perfect time for Geo. He's awesome. Justly. But, yeah. You might be right, actually, to be honest. But, no, as long as he's putting more of his focus on the directing and, and directing other actors, which he's, he's really, gosh, I mean, we just mentioned the film, he's a, he's a really good director, man. He's a great Really good, one of the younger, can you, younger, but newer. I know I directors. always go to this, but can you imagine if he cast, like, Leo in this? Like, him directing Leonardo Leo. Every single movie. He's my favorite actor. But here's the thing. Leo's not going to do everything. This is something Leo would do. This is something Leo would do. I mean... Maybe he's he's so selective, but oh, he is. But I'm saying it's it's in his wheelhouse. Like he's not gonna do a comic book movie, but he he would do this. I don't know. Maybe he's gonna take direction from that No, he works with great directors. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I can see Ben Affleck's not gonna get some bullshit. Sorry, BS cast. Yeah, no, no, sorry, live. But he's I canceled already. Yeah, he'll get a good cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, you, the great filmmaker, he won Best Picture for Argo in 2013, and then him and Damon got Best Screenplay in 1998. The Town is his best movie. It's uh, incredible. I like, I think I might like Argo Gone more. Is, uh, the town. I, I like Gone Baby Gone and The Town better than Argo, and Argo won Best Picture. But real quick, this is hilarious, not the context of, the content of that's not, but this is literally what I was writing my essay on last night. <laughs> The, so the story? Yeah. So not specifically him, but my essay was about European imperialism in uh, in the eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds, and the first the beginning of it is about King Leopold and exactly this story. No wonder you wait. And my um, God, like the chapter that my essay was based on, the pair it opens with this about King Leopold, which is crazy because. Like I know about it, but I just I learned so much more about it in the past couple of days. Yeah, and be a screenwriter, which is crazy. Um, Colonizers. But I I hundred percent buy this because I love Ben Affleck. I you know, I wish he de- he doesn't he only, he only has what four films under his belt. Yeah. But for me, you know, he he is one of my favorite act- the directors working today for sure. And I look forward to anything he does. And especially if he chose to do this, then he's invested in it. So, so he's, he's going to put some heart yeah. into it. So I buy it. Yeah, right. Um, real quick, I want to throw out two names to star in this movie. Um, Colin Farrell as the Irish spy. Yeah. Oh, and Christian Bale as the English journalist. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, right. That would be a Just saying. I was, I was finding a way to... Tell I don't you. even have it. I was finding a way to throw in Matt Damon in there, but I don't want... I want him to get legitimate guys. An African-American missionary. Um, Which is an interesting... 
Der er også nogle, vi kan have mere Diamond Hunt. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. All right, let's move on to our next story. We have a... We're going to buy or sell, or buy and sell, two movies that got announced this week. We have a new Robocop movie coming. It's been in the talks for a while now. Uh, it was originally going to be directed by Neil Blomkamp, uh, but he stepped off the project. Uh, so Robo- Robocop Returns is officially coming from Abe Forsyth. This comes from THR, who, and he just directed a little movie called Little Monsters. It's up on uh, Hulu. It stars Lupita Nyong'o. Um, and he also did another movie called Down Under. Um, and it's going to do the Halloween and Terminator effect where it's just a sequel to the original Robocop. All the sequels that came before after are now no longer going to be there. And then this is going up against the brand new Star Trek IV that officially is a go with director Noah Hawley, and he's going to be writing and directing the movie. Um, and the original cast of the first three Abrams movies are uh, expected to return. So Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Zaldani, and Carl Urban. Uh, more than likely Simon Pegg as well. And it's ex- also expected that Chris Hemsworth will not be there as Kirk's father washing away the story that they were going to blend the lines between past and present. Um, that comes down to a money factor, and this comes from Variety. So, uh, Jacob, I'm going to go to you first, man. Are you buying Robocop, or are you buying Star Trek? Star Trek, 100%. Um, I, so, I'm not a... Like, I, I like the Robocop original, but I'm not, like, a diehard fan of it. Um, and this new era of Star Trek films, I love all three of those movies, to be honest. And But prior to them, I was not a Star Trek fan. So these movies made me a Star Trek fan. And I, I love Chris Pine as, as Kirk, so um, if I have to choose one, I'm buying Star Trek 4. And Noah Hawley, I, I like Noah Hawley as a creative mind, so... So he, I want to see his Noah Doctor Holly Doom. is the mm-hmm. one who has the Doctor Who. Yes, yes. yeah, I want to see that. So yeah. Legion, right? Legion, yeah. Legion. Yeah. 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 Legion. Yeah. I mean, Le- Legion. I started it. It's, it's, weird. Track. it's good, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Star Trek too. I haven't seen RoboCop, so I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I <laughs> what? There's another one. Add it to the list. There's another one. Uh, you know, it's, well. So, I mean, <laughs> for me to choose RoboCop would be like, it's okay. but like you said, the other three Star Trek movies are good. I had zero interest in Star Trek before it, and I mean, in no way am I a Trekkie, but like... I just want to hear that theme again. Oh, That theme yeah. is amazing. So, yeah, I'll pick that one. Uh, Michael Giacchino? Giacchino? Giacchino. Yeah. Great uh, score. Uh, you guys know I'm a major Star Trek guy. I'm, I think I'm just a little short of being a Trekkie. I might be a Trekkie. I don't know. But, uh, I'm not even close. My dad got me into Star Trek. He's, yeah. he's a Trekkie for sure. And so big, I'm probably as big a Star Trek as I am Star Wars. But I am. I, but it's on my list. Last to go. Last I'm going to go back and watch all the Star Trek series. Eventually. It's on Netflix season. Yeah. The, the original series. Well, I'm going to pick and choose what to watch, but I'm definitely watching the original series. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that. What's the Picard. Picard. Next, next, next generation is great. So what's what the one with Picard? It's that's uh, next generation. Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch that because that Picard series looks yeah. awesome coming out. But um, Star Trek Discovery is really good. Sky. By the way, see I I started it, but I don't have what is it called NBC? CBS. CBS. Yeah, I want to get in for that. Can't believe I haven't watched any of that yet. Second season, third. It's going on its third. Can't believe I missed that. But yeah. Uh, so Star Trek for me. Um, listen, RoboCop. I love. I was a kid, 
1987. Love yeah. RoboCop. Okay, two is okay. Three is ridiculous. Three is the one where he flies at the end, which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Does he really? Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's the stupidest thing you've ever seen. But uh, and I, I didn't see the. I didn't see the, the Joel. Uh, uh, Joel, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. Uh, Joel Joel yeah. Uh, I didn't see that. Um, I heard it was PD-13. Yeah. I liked it, though. It was a different time. I heard it was okay. Look, man, I'm just reading about it. Uh, first of all, poor Neil Blomkamp. Give this guy a break. He's such a, let him do something. He took aliens from him. They're taking this from him. Give this guy a break. But um, it's going to be a direct sequel to the original. original. Why? We're still, so we're doing this direct sequel thing where we're sick. Hey, it worked for Halloween. Okay. <laughs> Terminator. That's the most recent example. We're doing it with no, Terminator. Did it with... Well, yeah. I'm saying where it worked. <laughs> I haven't seen right. Dark Fate, but I yeah. haven't heard good things. It was good. I heard... Okay. I've heard I like decent reviews about it, but just... It's, it's one of these... Easy. Let it just... We should probably just let it go. Let it go. Let, let it go. Let, let it go. go. Let it go. Perfect for the uh, Yeah, that's the thing. I don't. Well, Star Trek is struggling at the box office as well. It has. But saying, I was going to say, I don't see a situation where RoboCop returns make six hundred million dollars. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to. No happen. one's going to. It's going to do the same as Terminator just did it, yeah. or Predator last year, or or this. Which one else? No more. No one really is into those anymore. Star Trek, so you're buying Star Trek. Star Trek, and buying Star Trek. And Star Trek's a TV series. Like people forget that it's it's a TV franchise that happens to make movies as well. So it's always going to live on, even in television form, even if the movies fail. Some of the movies fail, which I, I agree. The, the the trilogy is this new trilogy is really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know the last one didn't make a lot of money. So but they're moving forward with it. Yeah, so which is I'm happy, happy to see. Yeah. yeah so uh, I'm gonna buy Rook. Uh, it's mainly because I'm pissed off that I'm doing the Chris Hemsworth Chris Pine yeah. Star Trek. So yeah, honestly, I was so excited for that. I'm sorry to mention it, but are they still going to do the Tarantino one? At uh, the moment, that's still the plan, but it, it's, it's not. It's still kind of up in the air. Because we didn't know if that was going to have the. Well, he was just going to write it, right, and, yeah. and produce it. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of up in the air. Interesting. Um, all right, well, let's move on to what we're looking forward to this week. Uh, we only a few things coming out this week. Um, not a whole lot. You know, you know we, we saw Knives Out already. It's coming out this weekend. And then Queen and Slim. Yes! Uh, it's also coming out this weekend. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of movies that maybe you guys have not seen. And so, uh, I mean, what are we looking forward to this week, gentlemen? TV shows possibly, too, of what you're watching? Um, I'm seeing Frozen 2 tonight. No shame. I'm, I'm excited for it. Are you No. Just take his daughter. I did not But, anyways... Um, I'm excited for Frozen 2, um, taking my significant other, but I um, am also looking forward to Knives Out, but I can go watch that this weekend as well. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to do that. Queen and Slim looks really good. Um, it's, it's getting incredible. It's probably going to be an It's getting incredible. It's going to be They're saying that both of them could possibly get nominated. That's crazy. Good for him. Daniel Kaluuya. That's his second nomination, because he was nominated for Get Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's um, really good. He's great. He's really yeah. good. Obviously. So that and of course, chapter four of the Mandalorian. Bryce Dallas Howard's episode. Yeah, Dune is coming. Cara Dune is coming. So keep feeling for you, man. I guess Frozen Two was my answer. Did you pick that last week? Did I? Yeah, we all did. Hey, but I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Well, that's the case enough. No, no. All right. For next week, Knives Out, hundred percent. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that is next week. And, um, but the Irishman is this week coming up, right? 27? Yeah, I'm on Netflix. Yeah, Ooh. Is it, oh, is it on Netflix or just theaters? It's both. Uh, it's, it's in theaters right now. But it's not. Oh, it's not in Sacramento. It's on Netflix on Wednesday. Twenty seventh, whenever it's Wednesday. Really? Okay. Saturday. I, I, I can't. I don't know if I'll be able to physically go to that movie in theaters because it's three and a half hours. Yeah. That's hard. That's, that's, that's a four hour trip to the theater. You know, that's really hard. I'm probably gonna end up watching that on Netflix. Probably. So. Yeah. Same. So. I, as much as I want to see it on the big screen because of the de aging and stuff, spending four hours at theaters. But is it even gonna be in theaters up here before it comes out on Netflix? That's what probably not. So then, like, I'm just gonna watch it as soon as I can. We're we're in that we're in that little gap. California, where we don't we get just just a night. That doesn't mean we can't all hang out and watch it. I'd be down yeah, for that. Yeah, we can do a viewing Yeah, Gio already suggested that, didn't you? Uh, a watching party of the Irishman. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're doing it. Let's do it. Yeah, all right. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to. The day if the Snyder Cut ever comes out, can you imagine? Don't oh. watch it before we get to do a viewing party. There's. No, no Schneider cut. cut. It's not. No, there is. I bet. But no, yes. there's. Right. It's not going to make a difference. I post back to you. Oh, yeah. There will be a clip out of a conversation between Gio and I about the Snyder cut. You will see that we had a long conversation about this. WB's not going to put millions of dollars to finish the special effects just to put out the Snyder cut. They're going to lose money if they do. Which won't make any difference for this. They're going to lose money if they do that. Thank you, Keith. Won't make a single difference for this stupid movie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's not saying I would love to see it. I would love, I love to you. see it, but they're not going to do it. I, oh, you're going to see the clip out. I promise there's a clip out coming. They're not going to do it, but I would love to see it. Hurst is coming next year. Wait, so did you? Did you shoot something? Yeah, what a stupid conversation. Trust me, he, he and I had, a, had an incredible <laughs> conversation about this. It started very nice, and then it went somewhere afterwards. About halfway through, it turned. It turned real quick. Are you guys caught up on Arrow? Yeah, yeah. No. I'm not. Love I, the the show. Show. I, love the I didn't love the last episode. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Why? I think we should watch. I don't like together. him and his kids together. I don't like his. Really? Kids I like him and his daughter. I like him and his daughter. I don't like his kids in modern day. I like, I like him and his daughter. hundred percent. She's in the crossover cool too. That, that she, he's training. That's about to start too, isn't it? She's gonna be the lead of Green Arrow and the Canaries. It's cool that he's training her. But. I don't know. I want to see him on his journey. I would, I would rather it be him, Felicity, and Diggle on one last mission together. But yeah. she's coming back for the last episode. Last, last episode, episode, she'll be back. back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, I don't know what kind of form. I was Queen and Slim, obviously. About that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And Bandit. Yeah, I mean, I saw Knives Out, so it's Queen and Slim. I I haven't seen a lot. There's a lot of movies that I still want to see. I want to see Midway a lot. I want to see Frozen two. I'm very much looking forward to that movie. Um, but I am excited for Queensland. And then obviously The Mandalorian. And, and Peanut Butter Falcon is on Redbox. Yeah. Yep. yep. It, it is. Go watch that movie. Yeah. Go watch it for like a dog. I get to Oh, I can say I'm finishing uh, Man on the High Castle. Me too. Mm. This week. I have so many TV shows around. I'm watching uh, All for Mankind on App Plus. Um, so. I might watch that show you've been bugging me to watch. Uh, Fleabag. Oh, oh man, yeah, dude. yeah. I heard that. Watch oh, it. I'm almost um, caught up on Lucifer, nice. and oh. I'm um, almost at season four, where is when the season that Netflix produced, uh, that Netflix made, and I highly recommend Lucifer. It's it's an amazing show. Watchmen too for me. So, oh, 
Watchmen is blowing my mind right now. This last episode was the best episode. Yes. Watchmen is. Have you watched it, Jacob? No, I don't. I still haven't watched past. I have not been disappointed by Watchmen. It's so good. It, yeah, it's so good. There's, There's a lot of TV, man. I'm also, also, also watching Titans. And then the season finale was last night. There's too many streaming services. I can't keep up with them all. All right, well, we'll be reviewing Frozen 2 next week then, guys. I hope everyone will be tuning in for that. That's going to do it for our first live episode of Apocalypse Now. Only fitting that Geo made an appearance. We're all here for it, so that is awesome. Again, I am Jacob Bartley, the host, and I am joined by Keith Barnes, Brian Avicino, Jake Berlin over there, and of course, course Gio Ramos over there on the couch eventually we're gonna have a camera over we there. will have a camera set up and, um, there, yes. of course uh, Stormy uh how you doing over there man uh good good is it bright in here I, I think he's hung over is that why he's always wearing sunglasses because he's hung over yeah, I think he's sad that the Empire has ended and, you know, they're in a time of desperate need. And, oh. Yeah, he, he binge drink his greens every night. I don't know, I mean, he's kind of stuck in his armor, you know? He can't take the armor off, so he kind of has to binge anything, but some of his buddies got... And he, and he also he also has a problem. He has a problem. You know, he can't shoot because his arm doesn't stand up. So he has all kinds of issues. He has problems getting it up. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Well, thank you all for watching. Um, hope to see you all next week. Take care. Hey everyone, Jacob Bartley here. Thanks for watching. If you want to check out something similar from Apocalypse Movies, click this video up here. You want something a little bit different? Check out this video down here. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to Apocalypse Movies and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for watching.